Today's Gintaf Chafan are six lines from the top of Chafan Aleph, middle of the line, Amar of Chizda. Get Shekasav Shleilashma. A get that was written Shleilashma, not Lashma, which obviously is a big issue. The heavier love Kulmus Lashma, but then they traced over each word Lashma. So it was already written, but they wrote over the words, and this time they did it Lashma. So this is actually going to come to the Machlekes between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbanan, whether this is good. Where do we see the Machlekes? We find the Raisa Harei, Shahayat Sarachlik Sayyavas Hashem. A cipher was writing his every Torah, and he got to a part where he had to write the Shem Hashem, the Shem so we know that when a cipher writes the Shem Hashem in a Torah, it has to be written Lishma for the Shem Hashem. So he got to the point that he had to write the Shem Yehuda, But he made a mistake and he had Kavana to write the name Yehuda. Now Yehuda we know is the letters Yud Kei Vav Kei with a Dalit in the middle. So he wanted to write Yehuda, but he made a second mistake and he forgot to write the Dalit. So essentially he wrote Yud Kei Vav Kei because Yehuda forgetting the Dalit is Yud Kei Vav Kei. So... He wanted to write, he needed to write Shem Hashem. He meant to write Yehuda though, and he ended up writing Shem Hashem. So essentially, there's a long way of saying he wrote Shem Hashem, Shalai Lishma. It wasn't Lishma because he thought he was writing Yehuda. So what should he do right now? Mavir Alav Kulmus Mikadshoi. Divir Yehuda. Yehuda said he could be Mavir Alav Kulmus. He could pass over a Kulmus and write it over the letters, meaning trace out the letters again a second time and do it Lishma. Mikadshoi, you can be Mikadshoi. Divir Yehuda. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says. Interestingly, Rabbi Yehuda says this. Rabbi Yehuda is the, the name he was trying to write. I don't know if that's our. But the Chachamim hold that this is not something you can do because the Shem Hashem is not written as it should have been. So this is a Machlech and if you wrote the Shem Hashem Shalai Lashma, can you just trace over the letters and be Mekadosh with a Kavana Lashma? So that's a Machlech. So Rav Chizda saying it seems to be that it would be the same Machlech here by Gadisha, that if a get was written Shalai Lashma, it would be the same Machlech between the Rebuda and the Rabbanon, whether you could just draw above the lines and write it again on top of the letters already and do it Lashma this time. So it seems to be the same Machlech but Amar, Rav Achabar Yaakov, Domalohi, really I can tell you that not. It's not necessarily the same Machlekes, because Ad Kamlekam, Rabbanon Hasam, Ad Adabi, Inan, Zekele, Van Meu. Because maybe the Rabbanon only said by the Shem Hashem that it's not going to work if you trace over the letters, because there's a special Allah by the Shem Hashem, by Sifra Torah, Zekele, Van Meu. You need Zekele, Van Meu, and you need to make it in the, it's, it's, its best form. And the most Mehudurdika way is to write it Lishma the first time. And you don't have that, but by a Get Isha, there's no Indian of Zekele, Van Meu. You don't need that. And maybe even the Chachamim would agree that if you wrote a Get Shalai Lishma, you could just trace over the letters. Amr of Chizr. Chizr says, I am able to passel all the gitten in the world. I could find a flaw in every single get isha and make it not a get. Why? So Amr Rava. Rava was trying to figure it out. And he said, my timer. Why exactly do you feel that? What, 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 what are you referring to that you think you could passel any get? If... It's because you think it says Vikasav that the man is supposed to write the get for his wife, And usually how it happens is the woman is the one that writes the get. Now she doesn't literally write it, but as Rashi brings, we're gonna see Gemara later, that she's the one that usually pays for the cipher to write the get. So Really, it belongs to her, and the cipher is in her shlichos. So, if you're going to tell me that's why every get is possible, because really the Torah said because of he should write it, and it ends up being that she's paying for the ksiva, maybe I could just tell you that even though she's the one that paid, the Rabbanan, we know Hefker Bez and Hefker, the Rabbanan have the power to be makna anything they want over to him. So, maybe this is how it works that the Rabbanan and Bezdin was makna over to the Baal the bailus of the get, and it belongs to him. Now, when he gives it to her, it's something that belonged to him that he's giving to her. So that's not a problem. The Rabbanon gave it to him. It's not an issue that she paid for it. So what's the issue that maybe you could possibly ever get? Maybe because it says, 
Nesina, the word Vinasan in the Torah usually means something substantial, a Shavapruta, that he's giving her over something, Vinasan. But over here, by a classic case of a get, it's not worth anything. He's not giving her anything besides a piece of paper that's not even worth a Shavapruta, and it's not really worth anything. So, how does that stim with the word Vinasan? How is that a kiyum of the word Vinasan? So, maybe that's your issue why you think you could possibly ever get. Vilma, I'll tell you no, because Doma Nesina's getty. Maybe I'll tell you that even though Vinasan has a mashmas of an actual Shavapruta that you have to give, maybe over here, no, it means giving the get. And even though again, we understand it's a piece of paper and it's not necessarily worth anything. Maybe that's what Vanasan means in the Torah. Nesina's get, just giving the get even though it's not worth anything. And Teda, I'll bring you a raya that a get doesn't need any worth. The Shalchumisam, they sent from over there, meaning Eretz Yisrael. They sent from Eretz Yisrael, Alacha, Kasval, Yisure, Hana, Kasher, that if you wrote a get on Isure Hana, which obviously doesn't have any value, it's also by Hana, it's still going to be Kasher. So obviously we see that it's Indian, that even though it says Vanasan in the Torah, it doesn't mean that the get actually has to be worth anything. Really, the get can be worthless, as we see from the case of Isure Hana, Gufa. So we just saw that Shalchumisam, they sent from Eretz Yisrael, Kasval, Isure Hana, Kasher, that a get that's written on something that's also by Hana, has no value, it's still going to be kosher. So Amr Ravashi. Ravashi says, Af Anon Nami Tanino. We also learned this in a Mishnah. On our Mishnah, Al HaOlash Ozaiz. We learned in our Mishnah that you could write a get even on a olive tree leaf. And it's a leaf from an olive tree and that doesn't have any value. It's not a Shavat Pruta. So it seems to be a clear eye in the Mishnah. The only issue is, Rashi pointed out it can't be Mechobar. You have to detach it from the tree because otherwise you have a different Allah that it can't be Mechobar. But either way, if you write it on a Olive leaf, olive tree leaf, so it's not going to have any value. The actual leaf is not worth a Shavapruta. And the Mishnah said it's going to be fine. Says the Gemara, not necessarily a Raya that we have from our Mishnah, because Dilma Shani Allah Maybe I'll tell you that the leaf of an olive tree is different than a regular Isure Hana that we saw before, because the Chazi leads to Rufe, because it's right to be mitztarif with other ones. So you're right, this leaf alone might not be worth a Shavapruta. But if you combine it with the same type of thing, with a lot of leaves, all of a sudden it's going to be worth a Shavapruta. You could use it for different things. Rashi, Rashi explains, you could use many, many different leaves to create a, a mattress of sorts to lay on them or for Michael Behema. The point is, it, it's Chazilet Starufe. So although one of them alone, you're right, it's not a Shavapruta, but it's right to be mitztarif with other things to form a Shavapruta and maybe that's why it's going to be okay. No, that's not right to be mitztarif with anything and it's always going to be less than a Shavapruta. It's always going to be worthless and therefore, maybe it's going to be different over there and that's why we have to tell you that even Isurehana, if you wrote it on Isurehana, it's going to be kosher because it get mamish does not need to have any intrinsic value. Tanya, Bryce, Rebbe, Amir Rebbe says, if you wrote it on something that's Asurbana, on Yisurayana, and that thing, Mimela, has no value, kosher. It's going to be kosher, even if you wrote a get, again, because a get does not need any value. Nafak Levi, Levi went out, and Darsh Mishmeh the Rebbe, he darshan this over in the name of Rebbe, that... If you write a get on Isurei, I know it's going to work, it's going to be fine. It's going to be kosher, even though it's worthless. And Velay Kalsua, they didn't praise him. Meaning the Ilam wasn't happy with his Allah that he darshaned in the name of Rebbe. Mishmei the Rabbim, so he continued, he persevered, and he continued darshaning, but this time he... Darshan Mishmeh the Rabbim in the name of everyone, not only Rebbe. And this time the Kalsua, they praised Rebbe for that, and this time they accepted it from Rebbe. Says the Gemara, Alma Hilchasakavase, from the fact that he tried so hard, Rashi explains, to get his Allah accepted. First he Darshan Mishmeh the Rebbe, then Mishmeh the Rabbim, from the fact that he was Chayzer on this so many times to try to get everyone to accept it, Alma Hilchasakavase, clearly this is the Halacha Tanarabanan Braisa, Vikasav Vilay Chakak. It says in the Torah that you have to write the get, Vikasav, but we learn from the word Vikasav that it has to be Exiva, Vilay Chakak, and that teaches me that it can't be a Chakika, what's Chakak? Chakak is when you indent the words. You don't write it using a pen and paper, but rather you chaykik it. You indent it and you 
etch the words into the thing you're writing on. So the Bryce tells me that when, the, when it says Vikasav in the Torah, it means Ksiva specifically and not Chakak. You cannot indent it and you can't engrave the words into whatever you're engraving it on. Says the Gemara, Is this trying to tell me that Chakika is not considered a Ksiva? And Evan that had a Star Shechur, and the Star Shechur was a Ksav that was on a Tavlo, which is a board or a Pinkas, a ledger. It works. But not ksav that's on a kipa, like a tichel, or an anduchtari, which is some type of uh, jewelry that women had. But either way, the words weren't on it mamish. They were kind of hanged on it from both sides. And each end of the letter is like hanging on that jewelry, but it's not actually in the thing. So what does the Bryce tell me? The Bryce tells me, Mikal Makam, the first two cases, was if he leaves with his Gatshukha, that's on a tabla upinkas, it's on a board or a ledger, but that also, it's a chakika. You were chakik it into it. You etched it into that. It's not a, it's not a ksiva, and we see it's going to work. So Amr Lula, Amr Rebbe Lezer, Ula answers the name of Rebbe Lezer, like Kasha, it's not a Kasha. Why? Hadichak tuchais, hadichak yirechas. When do we say that Allah and the Bray said that Vikasa Veloy Chokak, that Hakika indenting it and engraving it is not considered Aksiva, that's the Chaktuchos, where you pushed out, meaning there's two ways to indent something, and there's two ways to get an engraving onto a tablet, let's say. You could either indent the words and actually push in the place where the words are going to be and you push out the words and that's what's boiled. The words are actually boiled because you pushed it from the other side. That's one way. The other way is to push everything around the words and memelo, the words are left there. You kind of indent everything else and you leave the shape of the words in the middle and the words are left there. So you can see why one is more of a ksiva than the other. If you actually indented the words and that's what you pushed out so that you mamish pushed out the words so it's kind of like a ksiva. But in the case of chakirechos where you just pushed out everything around it and really sorry is the case where you just pushed out everything around it and the words are left there that's less of a so why did we say that it's not going to be a ksiva because of like that Bryce is talking about the where you pushed out everything around and the words are left but when are we going to say that sometimes it is considered a ksiva for a star shikha for example for the case of the evid we brought with the tavlo pinkas that case is the where you actually pushed in the words and when you push in the words that is going to be considered a ksiva you're going to tell me the case of Tuchos, where you push in everything around the words, but not the words itself, and the words are left mimele. You're going to tell me that that's not considered a ksiva. Wait a minute, I'll bring you a stira from a brysa as it relates to the tzitz that the kind got the war on his forehead. The ksiva that was on the tzitz, so we know on a, it said kadosh lashem. So the ksav that was on the tzitz, it wasn't shakea, it wasn't inwards, ela bailet. It was, it was being bailet, it was protruding off the tzitz, kidinarza. The same way that a coin is. The same way that you see a coin. So the, the mint on the coin is kind of protruding off the actual surface of the coin. And the tzitz was the same way. That the words on the tzitz was protruding. It was bailet kidinarizav. And what do we see though? The dinarizav tuchaisin. But the whole way that we make dinarizav, how do you make golden coins? And how do you make the, the tzir on a coin? It's tuchais. The way it works is you push down everything around the shape. You don't push in the shape. You push down everything around and the shape is left there. Memela. It's tuchais. And we just said that tzitz was made just like the Narizov. And what's the problem, by the way? Because the Torah calls it a michtav. It says michtav pituche chaisim as, as Rashi brings. Michtav pituche chaisim. If it calls it a michtav, we see it's considered a ksiva. If it's a ksiva, then how was it made? If it's considered a ksiva, it's made. And even though it was tuchais, it was pushed down everything around it just like the Narizov. So we see tuchais is considered a ksiva. The Torah calls it a ksiva by 
The tzitz says the Gemara, ki dinar zav, like dinar zav. They were like, the tzitz was like, it was made like dinar zav, like golden coins, and also not like golden coins, meaning somewhat like golden coins. Why? Ki dinar zav, it was like golden, uh, dinar zav, like golden coins. The pilot, the fact that it was protruding off the surface of it, that's how it looked like golden coins, but the way it was formed was not. But like dinar zav, hasam, by golden coins, it was made tuchas, meaning you push down everything around the tzir, everything around the shape you want to be left there, and then the shape is left mele, but But over here, by the tzitz, it was made yerechas, meaning the tzitz was pushed out from the back, making the words pop out from the front. So it was pushed out from the other side, and mamish, the words were the ones that pushed out. It wasn't everything around it. And that's why it's going to be considered a ksiva, because over there, it wasn't tuchas, it was yerechas. So really, even though the price has said that it was made like golden coins, it wasn't made like golden coins. It was being pilot like golden coins, just like golden coins. The tzir and the picture on the thing protrudes from the surface. So to the tzitz, the word protruded. But the way it was formed, gold coins are made tuchos, which is not exiva. But the tzitz, which the Torah says it's a michtav. It's a michtav pituch It is exiva. That's because it was made not like golden coins. It was actually made, pushed out from the back, which is yerechos, from when you push out the actual letters. So he asked him a question. How exactly are coins made? The reishim on a coin, meaning the tzir, the part that's the shape of the, the whatever faces on the coin, that's being bilet and protruding from the surface of the coin, how exactly is that made? Legabe coin, what happens? Is it mechretzharetz or chenufe machnef? What does this mean? Does the outside get pushed down, leaving the shape of what you tried to do? So basically, basically you, did, you did nothing to the shape. You just pushed down everything around it. This is essentially the same question as we had before. Is it that it's that everything around it is pushed down and the shape is left there? Or does, the, does it get pushed down and from the pressure, the gold kind of folds, folds in into the mold that you have, and it goes in, it all folds in to the picture you're trying to make, and that would be more like Yerechus. That would be more like Yerechus because you're actually forming the picture itself. You're not pushing down everything around it. You're pushing down the thing, and the gold is folding into the mold of it, creating that shape. But that's an active procedure that you're doing to the actual shape of it instead of just pushing everything around it to leave the shape. So exactly. So this is basically the question. Is it Tuchus or is it Yerechus? Is it pushed down around it and the shape is left, or is the shape actually the one being actively made? Summer later, Ravashi answered Ravina, Mechritzharetz. It's Mechritzharetz, meaning it's Tuchais, basically. It's Mechritzharetz, it's Tuchais, so it's not, it wouldn't be good by a get. If you did a get that same way, it wouldn't be good because it's considered Tuchais because everything around it is pushed down and the tzir is left there, Mimela. It wasn't Shakea, it wasn't indented, it was protruding, just like golden coins. And if you're going to tell me the way golden coins are made, are Mechritzharetz, meaning it's pushed down around and the tzir is left there, Mimela, then then how can you tell me that tzitz is just like golden coins? Again, same question as before, basically. How can you tell me that tzitz is golden coins? It's just like golden coins. Over there, you just told me it's chaktuchais, and it's mechritzharts, and everything is pushed down, and you need a mechtav, veleka. You don't have that, because if the tzitz was made the same way, that everything was pushed down, and the words were left in their memela, then you didn't actively push out the words, and you don't have a mechtav. Says the Gemara, again, the same answer. It's like dinarizav, the fact that it was protruding. And it wasn't like dinarizav, because by dinarizav, of it was done by the same side, meaning it's pushed down on the same side, it's pushed down all around, and the thing is left there, Mimela. But over here, by the tzitz, it's done from the other side, and from the other side, you push out the words, and it comes out on the other side, and that is considered an active ksiva. Basically, same answer as before, just word a little differently. By the way, why we need both 
things in the Gemara. It sounds very repetitive. We use different words to describe it, but not for now. Either way, he wrote his wife a get on a thin piece of gold, which is obviously valuable. Amrlan, he told her, I'm giving you, this is your get, and as well as your ksuba. So this piece of gold that I'm giving you as your get, because I wrote it on it, it is valuable, and therefore take it as your get and your ksuba together. Does that work? So Amrlan, he told him, this works. She received her get, and she received her ksuba. Rav asked So someone does the same thing. He gives her a get that was made out of gold, and he tells her like this: "This is your get, vashar, and the rest of it, meaning after the words, meaning the piece of gold that he wrote the get on was larger than the get itself. So wherever the words ended, there was a little more space that was just plain gold. So what he said was: Here's your get, vashar, and all the extra space where there aren't words on the bottom, on the top, that's going to be that's going to go towards your ksuba. So the halacha is vashar So that Brisa said that that works. That she gets her get, and the rest is for her ksuba. But what's the diuk? The time of the kashar. The only reason this works is because there is shar. There is the rest, meaning there's extra space on the bottom where there's no words, and that gold could go towards her ksuba. But that would seem to be the diuk that if there was no extra, that it wouldn't go to her. And even if he gives her a get, again, the case that you said before, Nachman, even if he gives her a get that was made out of gold, but if there's no extra space, he can't give it to her as her ksuba also, and it wouldn't work. So why do you say it does? Really, I can tell you that the same din would be true, that it would count towards her ksuba even if there's no extra space. The chiddush would be the achfagav the ikashar. The chiddush is that the opposite. Even when there is extra space on the bottom and there's plenty of extra gold on the bottom, we don't assume that it goes towards, towards the ksuba. The chiddush is telling me that in that if he said to her the rest is going to be for your ksuba and he spelled it out, then it would go towards her ksuba. But but if he didn't spell that out, then we wouldn't assume it would go towards her ksuba and it would be a gift from him to her and she would get her get that was made out of gold and she gets to keep all the gold for free. My time. Oh, what's the reason that we? would assume that because Avir the Megiltahi, because I would I would think that this is Avir the Megiltahu. It's the get itself. He's supposed to give her the get, and this is the space on the paper you use. You use very expensive paper, you use gold. But this is the extra space on the get, and he gave her that, so she's going to get to keep that, and it doesn't go to her ksubas. And the Chiddush of it is telling me that if he spells it out, that's when it's going to go to her, but if he doesn't spell it out, it will not go to her. But it's no raya against what Rav Nachman said, that if he gave her the get, and there even wasn't shar, there even wasn't any extra space. He just said, here's the get, and this get is going to count towards ksuba as well, because it's made out of gold. Even if there's not extra space from Nachman said it will count towards her ksuba someone says here's your get but the paper is mine I'm not giving you the paper here's your get but the paper still belongs to me so does that work or not is she is not divorced because says he has to give it to her and even though it doesn't have to be a shava pruta as we saw he still has to give it to her whatever it is he has to give it to her so if he tries to say here's your get but the paper still belongs to me he didn't give it to her and therefore she's not what if he does that I'm giving this to you, I'll minas that you give it back to me. So that is actually going to work says Brisa that that you have to give me back the paper. That works because we know is considered matana and therefore it will work even though she has to give him back the paper. What if he said that I'm giving you this pay, I'm giving you this get but I'm keeping the space that's in between each line or in between each word that still belongs to me. So my, how do we look at this? Do we look at it that it's going to be okay because at the end of the day she owns the part of the cloth where the words are written on or do we say that no, the words are floating in the air. They're not able to be misguided by themselves on this. If he owns 
every line in between, that it's not, then they're all flying in the air, in the words. They're not considered like they're on one piece of paper. It says, it's a teku. If a teku clay says, why is it a teku? Why don't we have a simple answer to this question? The safer, the Pasuk says, safer. It says, safer krisos, that you have to give her one safer, one book, meaning you have to give her one document. And not two or three. And if he owns the lines in between the words on the gets, then you're giving her a few different documents. You're giving her the first line, that's considered the first one, that's hers. Now yours is mafsik, so the next one is considered a whole new thing. And therefore, it's a few different svarim you're giving her. The Pasuk said, safer krisos. You give her one get. You don't give her a get made of a, f- a bunch of different svarim. And therefore, we should for sure know that it's going to be a problem if he still owns the space in between the lines and the letters. So why exactly is it a teku? Says the Gemara Leitzricha. No, the, the, the case that it's a teku is dimeura. In the case where it's meura, which, is, which means that the letters from one line, the end of letters, the longer letters go down and protrude into the next line. So even if you would try, even if the Baal would try to like cut out his spaces and cut out his parts that he still owns... He's not going to be able to do that completely because it's connected. In all places, it's still connected word to word. He, meaning the cipher, when he wrote those longer letters, he continued till it kind of went into the next word, into the next line, and everything is really connected, so it is considered one safer. And that's the question. If he does it in between the lines, is it going to work? Is it going to not? And on that, we say, teku. There was a chazaka that this evid belonged to him, the husband. And there was a get written on the hand of this evid. Now, it seems that she owns this evid. So the chazaka, the owner that has a chazaka on this evid is him. Everyone knew it was his evid. Now, she seems to have this evid and there's a get written. So, dumahu. How do we look at this case? Do we say that he gave her the Evid properly? And by the way, we're bringing this down now, obviously, because we talked about in the Mishnah about the case where he wrote the get on the Evid's hand. But either way, do we, can we assume that he made a proper Kenyan, she made a proper Kenyan, and he gave over the full Evid as a Matana to her? And by him giving her the Evid, and the get was written on the Evid, she's going to be divorced. So again, this Evid belonged to him. Now it's coming from her. We knew it was his. Now she seems to have it. Do we assume that he gave it to her 100% and he was mocking it? To her, and now she is divorced because he was mocking her the get who was the evid or maybe not whom that the evid stam walked over to her and he didn't actually give her the evid and therefore he didn't give her the get and she's not going to be divorced. So Amar Rava Rava said, but typically let's why don't why, why, why don't we have a different kasha with this? Rava says typically it should be bad anyway. The ksav is It's a ksav is a ksav that you could forge, which we know is a problem because. A get that's written on the hand of an Evet, you could easily erase. And if you could erase it, then you don't know what was actually written there in the beginning. There could have been a Tanai over there that was a race that you don't know about, and she's not actually divorced. So it should be bad anyway, because it's a Ksav, Sheyochel is Daif. Says the Gemara, according to what Rav just said, Kasha Masnison. Okay, but the Mishnah's a Kasha on him. I like Yad Shel Evet. The Mishnah said that you could write it on the hand of an Evet. And the Mishnah clearly wasn't bothered that it was a Ksav, Sheyochel is Daif. So what do you have to say? Well, you have to say that Bishma Masnison, the Rav, like Kasha. You have to say that our Mishnah is not a Kasha to Rav, because the Mishnah is not a Kisbe, the Misiro, where there are Eide Messira Rebelezir. It's going according to Rebelezir that holds Eide Messira Karti. The Eide Messira are the main thing. The Eide that watch him give her the get. And therefore, there were two Eide that watched it when he gave her the get. He gave her the evidence and they saw exactly what was written down. So we don't have to worry that it's Ksav Sheyachal Ezdai. Elo le Rami Merhama Kasha. But it's still Kasha according to Rami Merhama. If this is what happened, can we assume that he properly gave it to her? Because we're obviously talking about a case where we're not asking the Eide Messira. So is it good, even without the testimony of the Eide Messira, that just because she has the evidence right now, can we assume that he was mocking it? 100% over to her, says the Gemara. It's also not a kash on him because of a kaka. I'll, talk, I'll tell you, we're talking about a case of a kaka tattoo. It wasn't 
wasn't Stam written on his hand. It was etched into his hand with a tattoo. And that is a, not a Ksav Sheyochel is daif. That definitely you can't forge. It's a tattoo. And therefore, that was the Kasha Korn to Rami Merchama. Hashadas Lachi, once we come on to this Ukimta, that we're talking about a ta- tattoo, we can really say that Masnisa Nami Le that don't even ask from our Mishnah, like we did on Rava, because of Ksuvatsaka. Because even our Mishnah is talking about Ksuvatsaka, a case of a tattoo. And therefore, we don't have to be miming the Mishnah about Edi Mesira, and specifically in Rebelezer. And it won't be a Kasha on Rava either way, even if it's not Rebelezer that Edi Mesira Karti, because really I can just tell you that it's not a case of Ksuvas Kaka, so we won't have an issue anymore of Ksav Sheyachal Izdaev, and that was the question of Rami Barhama. Okay, so it says the Gemara, my have Allah, so what, what's the Psak? And then the day, what's the Halacha? Does it work or not? If she has an Evid that we know used to belong to him, and there's a, there's a soup, there's a get written on this Evid in, in the form of a tattoo. So can we assume that the, that the owner of the Evid, the original owner of the Baal, properly was makna the Evid over to her, and therefore she's diverse? Tashma, I'll bring you a Rayod, Amar Shlakash Shlakash says, Hagoidrais Einlein Chazaka. Goidrais are like wandering cattle, things that wander, meaning cattle, they move around. So do Abadim, they're humans, but they move around, and therefore, since they're moving around, there's no chazaka that's just because they're by one person at this point that they belong to him because maybe they wander around they stomp went him right now but there's no chazaka that means that it belongs to him now so so to her over here just like cattle when they move around there's no chazaka so to avadim they move around on their feet and therefore there's no chazaka just because she has the evidence right now there's no chazaka that the husband properly was makna over the evidence that he owned over to his wife and the get since it's written on the evidence you would have to give her the evidence again for her to be divorced and therefore in this case she would not be divorced because we cannot assume that he properly made it was makne over the Evid to her, and we have to be chayshish that maybe the Evid stam went over her, but she never actually received bailus of the Evid and bailus of the get thereof, and therefore she would not be divorced in this situation.